Uh, so welcome back to Medusa Blue Week podcast series, um, day number two. My name's Daniel Atkinson, a first year student, and I'm very grateful to be joined by two fellow first years, Taylor Cook and Shalini Hemelel. Uh, how are we doing today, guys? Not too bad, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, so before we start, um, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in Warren Ponds campus where it now lies, um, the Wadawurrung people, as well as where I'm presenting from today in West End, Brisbane, traditionally owned by the Yagara people. Um, for those that aren't quite aware, the idea behind this podcast series was to break some barriers regarding sort of the stigmas associated with mental illness and also hope to provide some ideas for um, the listeners how they can respond, how they can best respond when they may sort of be struggling themselves. Um, so to get things started, um, I'll start Taylor first. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of why this topic is important for you? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess it kind of hits on a bit of a personal level. Um, Like myself, I've experienced a few issues with my own mental health, um, as well as I've had a lot of family members. Um, It's kind of a running thing. Um, Yeah, a lot of family members that have been affected by mental health as well. Um, And I find it quite... um, I don't know, a very touchy subject um, and something that, like you said, breaking down the barriers, something that I um, feel like needs to be improved on um, and sort yeah. of a lot more people need to be encouraged that it's it's okay to speak out. Exactly. Yeah. That's good to hear. Um, and Shalini, what about you? Um, I think for me, like my own uh, mental health struggles have been like a really big journey of like learning and growing and um, a lot of my mental health issues that I've had have also been like tied into like a lot of physical um, symptoms as well. And it touches a lot on like things that we're learning. Um, And it can be like really personable and a good way to connect to, to, to share our experiences. Right. And I also think like, yeah, sometimes it's awkward to discuss it and if we can normalize it, that's the best way. Yeah. Agreed. That's really good. Um, so you both sort of mentioned you've had your own sort of personal struggles. Um, so in terms of that, would you be able to sort of give just for the listeners at home a little bit of, um, I suppose, a background or just tell your story a little bit about what you have struggled with, um, starting with Taylor? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess like for most of my life, I've kind of been a, a bit of a warrior, a bit of a stress head um, and kind of just sort of thought that that was my own personality and kind of you know you just put up with it it's just something that it is um but I guess recently um it's sort of gotten to the point where um kind of what Shalini was saying like my mental health was impacting my physical health as well um it was impacting my day-to-day to to the point that I just I really need to do something um and what I found the best was so I went to my GP had a chat um was diagnosed with anxiety um and basically on the spectrum of anxiety I was uh veering to quite quite unmanageable um it impacted a lot and um I ended up starting some medication to help with that um which has been really great and also um I see a psychologist um that sort of trickling off as things are getting a bit better but um yeah I found that's really been really good sort of some cognitive behavioral therapy and sort of to help with my way of thinking about things um yeah I've had a lot of family members go through anxiety and depression um anxiety is 
you know, my mom has it, my, her mom has it. Um, it's a bit of a hereditary thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of just um, been a bit of a journey of working out um, that it's okay to talk about it. And then when it starts to impact your life, that that's when, you know, it's okay to seek help for that. You don't have to put up with that. And it's not something to be ashamed of, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in, ter- in terms of sort of when you did decide you wanted to seek that help, were you sort of hesitant to make that plan to talk to your GP or? Um, I had thought about it for a while. So to begin with, I was a bit hesitant. Um, I wasn't really sure, like, how do I approach it? How do I go about, you know, do I just say, hey, I'm really stressed? Like, how do I yeah. talk to the doctor about it? Um, but I think once I crossed that hurdle and sort of got over that stigma and that sort of, you know, worried about any stereotypes about it. Um, yeah. Honestly, it was the best decision I've made yeah. is, um, yeah, speaking out. Um, do, you, do you find that sort of, was there anything when you were getting through that period trying to, um, I suppose, help you get past that um, hurdle of speaking to a GP? Was there anybody, was it the fact that it was sort of normalised in your family a little bit, I suppose, or was there anything that particularly helped? Yeah, um, definitely encouragement for family and friends. So once I'd sort of reached out to those close to me, um, kind of got that encouragement and that sort of reassurance that yes, it's a normal thing. You know, everybody goes through it and then um, yeah, jumped over that hurdle, speaking to family and friends, then speaking to the GP and then sort of get to the point where it's like, look, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with getting help, nothing wrong with, um, taking medication to help. I mean, you take a Panadol when you've got a headache, you have antibiotics yeah. when you've got an infection. Um, what's wrong exactly. with taking something to help your own mental health? Um, it's as important as physical health. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to hear. Um, well, Shalini, can you possibly tell, tell us a little bit about sort of your experiences in this field as well? Sure. Yeah. I think like as a person, like I have always been like very, prone to experiencing feelings of anxiety and depression as well and like I have a a fam a lot of like family history related to it as well like both of my parents's um fathers were abusers of alcohol and um my dad had a lot of like past trauma in his family life because of um this and like how it affected his like parents marriage and stuff and like um so that's always been like something that's been common in my family but and like Taylor I've also like done cognitive behavioral therapy for my experiences which I found like really helpful but I think it took me a really long time to um to actually come to terms with those experiences like in high school I had a lot of suicidal ideation because I was like having difficulties with like friends and like not fitting in and I really dealt with that by throwing myself into school like throwing myself into like my future path and then in undergrad it really like showed itself more because everything was really different right so um and I dealt with that in a way I think like occasionally I would see the counselor but I think a lot of it was like um binge drinking and like uh, using alcohol as a way to like cope with those things I was experiencing yeah. and it was just like this cycle of like get stressed drink alcohol be really hungover and like have stomach pain all day and do readings and then hate myself the next day and then then go study really hard and do really well in school and it was like it seemed really normal to me because um for other people around me like they're drinking all the time too and it just seems like really normal I think in our culture to to function on a level 
of of not really functioning you know definitely is yeah and I think for high functioning individuals like ourselves in as as people in med school like obviously um I think like for me my academics was a big like coping mechanism but also it it drove that anxiety like it it drove like those feelings of like you're not good enough you're not going to succeed like and that that makes you feel really stressed and and I think high functioning people have a tendency to like say like I'm doing really well in my life so they ignore their well-being um so yeah I I think I ignored that for um a while and then in my master's um I was more focused on school and things were going well and then I had a relationship end and this led to my anxiety like really like interfering with my life so like I couldn't go do my master's thesis work I was like crying all the time in my lab um so that was like the role the point where I'm like I can't have this interfere with my life anymore and I actually started to take uh, medication for my anxiety as well so my doctor at my university played a really big role in that uh, and was helpful in like um, me navigating that for sure um But it was hard to find a medication that worked for me. I think that's a struggle for a lot of people. Like um, the first medication that I started on, um, it, it gave me gastritis. And I actually um, was very silly. And obviously, you're not supposed to do this. And I mixed like hard, like a lot of hard alcohol and binge drinking too with my uh, anxiety medication. And I experienced like such bad gastritis that I had to be like hospitalized and I yeah and I like um lost like 15 pounds because I couldn't eat um properly for the next few weeks and that was like kind of like a very severe point for me so I worked with my doctor and I kind of found an anxiety medication to that worked well for me um and she also recommended as Taylor was speaking to cognitive behavioral therapy and group therapy for me and at first I was like this is so stupid like I don't want to go talk about my problems with like people that I don't know but I think that was a major turning point because I realized like when you just talk about your anxieties and like they they seem like they're so big in your brain but when you talk about it and normalize it it seems like a lot easier to deal with yeah um and so similar sort of question to what I asked Taylor um was there like you mentioned that it was after that sort of breakup where you I suppose then sought to seek help um was was there sort of a particular avenue through which like you said it was a university doctor um was that like a well set up sort of thing for people for anxiety or yeah so I went to the University of Toronto so it's like in downtown Toronto um on the university campus um for me going even like being in Toronto was very anxiety producing like um commuting every morning and being surrounded by like so many people um so that was like a big Thing for me and then to have that resource at my school they kind of were like oh um if you're having issues with your mental health you can always talk to the doctor so I was like let me just see how it goes and she ended up being a, like a very good listener just like asked me like okay like how do you deal with that like would this be something you're interested in just super like nonchalant and let me speak my experience and yeah she, because she, like I feel like I wouldn't have tried to go to CBT or looked into CBT if it wasn't for her suggesting yeah. because I had that rapport with her. That's really good to hear. Um, 
And I think just sort of touching on that, um, I'm sure most people who will eventually listen to this podcast do know, but um, assuming they don't, um, of course, Deacon does have like that good setup with um, the medicine sort of course specific counsellor, Jacqueline Payne. Um, so if anybody is sort of feeling in a similar sort of way, um, I think Jacqueline Payne would be a great first point of call to reach out to. Um, but in terms of sort of, I suppose, moving more to um, like what you're experiencing, I suppose, this year with the transition into medicine um, and the um, obviously just everything that sort of happened with COVID over the past few months. Um, how, how are you guys sort of handling your mental health in, in this year? Yeah, um, I guess, well, yeah, this year was kind of um, the tipping point, I guess, sort of um, what made me seek help, um, sort of not knowing how to, you know, just barely managing um, and then all the added stress of this year, moving to online, um, everything COVID um, sort of pushed me past where I was able to manage um, and sort of was no longer able to cope with everything. Um, I guess, well, listening to Shalini, um, it's really interesting to hear a few similarities between our our stories. Um, So it's sort of a bit encouraging, I guess, of um, speaking out to other people and encouraging that it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. And there are a lot of people going through the same thing as you. So it's, it's quite unique, but there's a lot of us that are med students and a lot of us that are going through similar things. So I guess that's further encouraging um, for everyone to sort of speak out. Yeah, I thought that was one not, sort of, not feeling quite well. That was like one yeah. of the impressive things of our cohort um, and sort of why I uh, reached out on the board uh, to, to sort of get people to come into this podcast. And I'm thankful you guys yeah. did, but like... Um, like we, we have quite a, a boisterous cohort, I would say, in terms of there was a lot of people sharing their different experiences about their sort of past sort of medical histories. Um, yeah. Just in a lot of different contexts, that is definitely helpful to sort of normalise it for everyone else because everyone has sort of experienced a similar sort of thing. Um, yeah. And so, Shalini, how are you sort of dealing with this year, all the COVID, all the new course, everything? Um, I mean, I would say... I'm trying my best like I don't know that I'm necessarily dealing and coping the best all the time I definitely end up crying a lot I'll be honest um but like I think it's really affected me mostly because as an international student like I had to like move to Australia and start my life and then when I was there I was like oh my god like this is so intense my whole life is mad I just wish I could go back and then like COVID happened and I was like oh my god this is yeah this is like so weird and then like now that I'm home it's nice that I'm can be with like my family and friends and my partner um but I feel like my um my life is like I'm living like two different lives like um it's like I have to do this really high intensity thing with people that I like don't even interact with at all in my like regular day-to-day life um so that's been like really challenging I think that to deal with that at the beginning of the semester or like towards like the end of the first semester I was like I kind of stopped caring about school because it like hurt hurt me so much that like I had to um not personally be there and be doing this thing that I really wanted to do so like my coping strategy was like well it doesn't matter like I'm just gonna not care and then like um because I wasn't like putting that effort into it that I 
would be otherwise I think that affected my like grades towards like the beginning of first semester and now like I'm kind of like turning it around and seeing like how um I can be more like balancing everything because I think the balance is the key to dealing with it and I think that just having that awareness and just like having that shift of perspective of being like you know when I was in Australia like I want to be in Canada and now I'm in Canada and I want to be in Australia and like you know my parents just got a dog a puppy and it's funny because they're always like oh if I had a puppy like everything would be so much better um but now I have a puppy and I'm like oh now I gotta take care of this puppy all the time and worry about eating the couch and um yeah I think like humans just have like a natural tendency to like always think like negatively so I think practicing gratitude and just thinking of um like having that perspective to be like you know things could be a lot worse like we could be quarantined in our house for the year and just like um just trying to be consistent with it is like a really good way to try to deal yeah I think that's a really good good point um yeah I'm feeling similar sort of thing in terms of when you mentioned like the living in two lives like there's the sort of online med and then there's everything else because it's sort of not like you're really interacting with the course itself so it's pretty interesting to sort of live in that flux yeah Um, it it was I agree in terms of so you um do either of you guys have any sort of I would say just uh first-hand tips of how you're personally trying to deal with the stresses that this year have sort of presented you that you can sort of give to the listeners yeah definitely um I think finding something that you really enjoy something that, you know, doesn't feel like a chore to do, um, particularly for med students, um, you know, yeah. the high intensity, that whole, you know, med's never not going to be stressful, but it's just how you deal with that stress is how it impacts your life. Um, the best thing, yeah, is, is to find something that you enjoy, make time for it and don't feel guilty. It's, it's you know, easier said than done, but yeah. you'll thank yourself for it later um yeah it's sort of could be anything you know getting out going for a run I mean it's difficult with some of us with the gyms closed um, I know that was an outlet of mine that I'm trying to cope without um but yeah you know going for a run going for a bike ride gardening um I mean I make beanies <laughs> bit of a plug yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I um I make beanies I have a little page sunshine beanies instagram check it out um but um yeah it's just something like i i like to make things and create and so i started making these beanies realize what the hell am i going to do with 50 beanies around the house why not sell them um and donate the profits to something worthwhile um but yeah it's just finding that niche that thing that you know you don't feel oh i have to do this something you enjoy um and making time for it it's really beneficial yeah um, and just in terms of just acknowledging your, your little plug, um, do you want to sort of let people know, I suppose, the details of the Sunshine Beanies and also what the profits go towards? Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of the whole thing around it is um, uh, about, well, the profits go towards Headspace. So all profits for all beanies sold um, go towards um, a donated Headspace um, and the amazing work that they do um, for assisting youth um, in mental health. Um, yeah. And so sort of, I guess, beanies, keeping your headspace warm, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of an association there. Um, but 
yeah yeah good here um and so shalini can you sort of give any uh sort of last tips for people listening as to how they can sort of control their mental health in these sort of uncertain times yeah i think i would say that like it really it is like a like a journey you have to like go through the experience like when I was younger, I just felt like, oh, like all these feelings of like anxiety and dread, like I would just have to like suffer with this every single day. And it made me like really dread, like participating in things that I enjoyed. And like now I've like really learned how to cope with those emotions because of like my anxiety medication has helped a lot and doing CBT. Like um, I know I got, I got to, I got the opportunity to speak with a counselor and do that therapy but if anyone wants to do cognitive behavioral therapy and give it a try just for like working through like an awareness of the kind of like automatic negative thoughts that you have um a really good book to use is mind over mood um i just okay. have it here i'll see it if it's written by um it's written by dennis greenberger he has a phd and also <laughs> so both have phds so I'd, I'd buy it. Um, I trust them. Oh, yeah. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do a lot of journaling, like mindfulness meditation. Like I think there's been many different ways to do meditation. Like if it's yoga for you, if it's riding your bike, if it's like doing some music, like uh, I think there's different ways. Like exercise has been a big one. Um, I was doing a 12-week program towards like the end of IDR when it was like really nice here in Canada and that was like the most on top of my stuff I've been um and yeah just talking about it like talking about it makes it seem like so much less of a big deal than it feels like um and I think right now um because of COVID and stuff I think we all really feel disconnected um but I think it will give us some really good perspective when we're doctors about what it feels like to be disconnected and how how yeah. we can connect with each other um so i i would encourage everyone to just like communicate with them people around them and it, it's good that we're doing things like this like this podcast because it's a good way for us to connect with each other we're not like physically with one another yeah agreed um and i think you mentioned sort of yeah it's sort of something you have to go through but i think it's really powerful to sort of think uh like I suppose you don't have to go through it alone like you can reach out be it to like the school council or be it to um any of your sort of cohort which I'm sure everyone is very willing to sort of listen and engage in these conversations um but in terms of the podcast I think we should probably wrap it up about there um so is there anything else either of you guys want to give a quick shout out for or anything like that I think you guys should buy Taylor's beanies because they're really cute. And if I didn't have to pay <laughs> international shipping, I would buy one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, I mean, as cheesy as it is, um, pick, pick a mantra. That's um, something that I've found has been really helpful as well is um, pick a, a little saying or something like that that's quite grounding to yourself. Um, and, I mean, mine is you can't pour from an empty cup. <laughs> um, so essentially, you know, you know, you can't look after others until you look after yourself. So I think that's really important as, as doctors, you know, our whole careers are about the care and the support of others, but how can we do that if we're not looking after ourselves? So um, yeah. Yeah. Like you're not it. alone. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you guys very much for coming on to this little podcast series. Um, we'll wrap it up there. And for any people who are listening, um, stay tuned for the sort of three or so more podcasts coming through for the rest of the Blue Week. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much, Dan.